All right, everybody, welcome to episode four of When Does the Fuckery End? Um, obviously, we're going to start this off with a screwball shot, but I've got a very special guest with me. His name is George Geddes. He was my machine gunner in Afghanistan, and we were boots in Iraq together. We served four years. He's a piece of shit. But um, we got to take our screwball shot, me and Kyle, so here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Score. Okay, so I'm going to dive in a little bit about George. So me and George were in the Marine Corps four years together. We got out after serving two tours, combat tours, and we were a wreck. Absolutely a wreck. And, um... Understatement. Understatement, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a program that I went through called Focus Marines, and it's an organization. I like to talk about organizations that have helped me out and, you know, that people can donate to. And Focus Marines was a big one because I went through it and it helped me learn interpersonal skills again. It helped me learn a lot about who I was and what I wanted to do in life. And once I went through it, I realized that my men needed that too. And I said, I called George up and I said, hey man, this is something you need to do. And he didn't fight me on it. He didn't do any of that because I was his leader. He trusted me and I'm gonna say that in confidence. But um, I'm gonna let him tell a little bit about his story and how he went through focus and what he's doing now. Okay, so, hi everyone, I'm George. Oh, um, shit. You need to just wait. Yeah. You're a fucking piece of shit. Just go. Okay, so I started, I was in the Marine Corps with Todd, and we came back, and we were both complete wrecks. Um, total, total amount of wrecks. So, the PTSD from the war didn't get better, it got worse, from what I realized. So we got back and I was just getting progressively worse and worse and worse. And then the VA wasn't really helping me. Nothing, nothing was helping me, so it needed a change. And I found, well, first I found a home base program and they helped stabilize me. And then I, I still wasn't getting any better. I was doing psychotherapy and everything that should be doing, but I was still, I don't know, just not where I should be. And then Todd's like, man, you gotta do focus. You gotta do focus. So this program, uh, it gave me just this incredible confidence. Uh, they call it the proverbial pink cloud. And I rolled that and I got really interested in yoga after it. So I had the confidence to leave my house and go to a yoga studio for the first time. I mean, I'd spent the past decade in the basement. And so then I started doing yoga and I started feeling really good. And it was, all the stuff I learned at the program gave me this incredible confidence. And so from there, about two months later, I'm like, you know, I want to start teaching this. I got to share this message with the guys, this bottom-up approach that's making me feel so good, which was, which was yoga. So, so would you say that focus gave you the uh, energy to want to share and help other veterans? Absolutely. Like, that's what it did. It helped me so much, and I felt so good. I just wanted to give back after it. And so what are you doing now with it? Okay, so what I do now is I did a 200-hour yoga training at the school called the Himalayan Institute. Found basically what I would consider to be the best yoga school in the country. And I took their training, and now I'm teaching it to vets. So throwing workshops, and now I'm going back to focus, and I'm teaching it all we can focus. So it's just a small part of their program. But it's given back. So you're you're teaching yoga at Focus. Oh yeah, right. We okay. both we both graduated Focus, and I speak there now. Okay, I did not know. Oh, I yeah. thought you were just going to do like a re up. No, to no, 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 no. Okay, I went through Focus, and I now speak there. 
And then he went through focus and he's now teaching yoga at focus to other PTSD Marines. Okay, that that, that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, so, it's like, a great program. These concepts that we figured out that work for us, you know, everyone's a little different. So it's like Chuck's approach. So Todd has his things, he's more top down head, and he's gonna, you know, help mentor a guy help like that. But I do bottom up, everyone's different, so we get all different approaches and introduce guys to all different things. So explain bottom up. Bottom up is basically so here's how PTSD works. Your nervous system as sympathetic and parasympathetic and it will get stuck with PTSD and the sympathetic so you basically be crazy and you won't be able to turn it off and you'll be all frazzled so I found these tools where you use your breath to calm yourself down and go back into the parasympathetic stage basically the stage you need for your body to heal from PTSD and it's um, bottom up because it's not using the head to think it it's using the body and the breath to work it without thinking it's it's not an intellectual practice, which why it, it's so helpful for me, because my mind makes me crazy. So it's all you understand that. <laughs> Trust Just me. Systematic stretches, movements. Um, it, it gets really deep. I, I won't get too deep into it, but it's basically just calming the nervous system so I can function as a human and not be high level all the time. And trust me, I know this guy, and we were over. Uh, trust me, like we were off the rails guys yeah. i mean we were out well, every night didn't know how our cars got home we couldn't find Ooh. any peace there was no peace there was no was, peace it was just no inner peace it was chaos it was just inside outside the the outside world was a reflection on the inside world. but now you're doing you're doing a lot better with the yoga right yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. i meditate every day um that's part of it it's... i would have to say that this is the best i've ever seen him in the 15 years i've known even while he was in the military? Even oh. while oh, we were oh, dude, in the military. military. <laughs> okay, so this is where we're going to get some <laughs> fucked up shit. I mean, we were borrowing money to buy $5 gallon fucking vodka to get fucked up. I mean, because we already spent our money at the strip club. <laughs> Hang on. We were there to drink and fight. Not the right. man, I mean, that, that was fight it. Fight drink. But I, I, I've known him since 2007. I got in a little bit before he did into the fleet. I won't say the Marine Corps, but into the fleet. He ended up in my unit, and I uh, came back from Islick, which is a uh, Arabic course on language. Okay. And I come back, and uh, he's in my squad all of a sudden. <laughs> and I look at one of my my senior Marines. He goes, "Hey, nicely." And I go, "What?" He goes, "I got a monster." And I look <laughs> over, and this guy's got coke bottle glasses, like just Harry is can be a beast. And he goes, I got a monster now, nicely. And I was like, good for you. So you're, you're talking about Coke bottle. I think we call them like BCG. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Okay. But okay. when I say Coke Stage bottle, I'm saying they so just so don't. So so I'll, I'll show them after you. So in boot camp, the drone instructors called me Milton. He looked like Mr. Magoo. They made me go around and ask the other drone instructors, have you seen my stapler? Yeah. So when we're in Afghanistan, he's got to wear these things and he's my fucking machine gunner. And both of my machine gunner had Mr. Magoo glasses. I'm going, oh, fuck. Hey, area target, bro. Just laying down this suppressor fire. Just shooting and shooting. Gunning center. You got all 7.62 rounds you want. Chew them up. Right, right, right. So what were your first impressions of Todd? Oh, I fucking hated him. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Like, any any, any legit dude, I'm going to... It was a little feeling out. I did not like Todd the first time I met him. I'll just say that. No one does. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, it took about a week of us being together, and then we became best friends. Yeah, Maybe was... less than that, yeah. As soon as we started drinking together, I'm like, oh, this dude's legit. I mean, at one time, I peed in a cup and put it in his freezer in his refrigerator <laughs> in his fucking barracks room and 
two, maybe a year later, he's like, why are you going to piss in my refrigerator? He's like, that's the freezer. It was so long, you forgot yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, forgot about it. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we fucked with each other a lot. Um, well, okay. I don't like this story, but I'm going to let him tell it. Oh, please do. Which because, um, okay, so in Afghanistan, I turned 26. You want to get into that? We're going into this. Uh, okay. I need to hear this okay. juicy one. I okay. turned 26. For like the whole day, I knew they were planning something. I even ran outside the wire without my gear on to get away from these guys. Finally, the night comes, and I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done trying to get away from these guys. It's going to happen whether I want it to or not. Five guys had to tie me down. And then... Okay. So, I've been planning this off for like a month. I'm like... We hadn't seen a woman, I don't know how long. It had been like five months. And like, we were going hard. I'm like, I'm going to give Tom a special show on his birthday. He needs something nice. You know, I'm, you I'm, looking, not nice. I'm looking out for him. You know what I mean? Of course. Oh, yeah, his feelings, his knees, everything. You are a hairy girl. <laughs> so we play this out. And so we get him. And uh, headlamps are going. Yeah. So we don't have electricity at this point. We don't have power, no running water, anything like that. So um, that hog tie Obviously, so he's like, you know, hog tied on his rack, and there's headlights on me, and then all of a sudden they start putting motion on me, and there's there's a little camera, and then Jose came in. It was Jose, yeah. right? And he Jose, has he's got a megaphone. He's playing sweet so, dreams. So, of so, bum, bum. so you look at me, I'm going. Bum, it's so bum, you got bum. headlamps going in circles. Rachel's dumping motion on me like this. <laughs> it looked like a disco club, and the next thing I know, I got this coarse, hairy. Motioned up man just oh yeah I'm like get the fuck off me just like that tip you the nastiest slap no. that you've ever had like I was burning in his ear you know I was pulling all the stuff <laughs> you clicked the heels oh, dude. <laughs> um I was scarred for life when scrubbing sweet dreams oh yeah oh yeah and then then we beat the shit out of him after obviously because it's his birthday you have to and that's like really like when talking about it. The only thing I was pissed they broke my rack. I didn't have something to sleep on after that. We were sleeping on the ground for like yeah. four months See, straight. You know what I did? On the ground. We finally get racks. We get racks and then they break mine. So you know what I did? I went over to the Haji <laughs> hut and threw a piece of sausage on one of theirs. And they were like, I don't want it no more. It's a sausage. I can't touch pork. I was like, cool. Got rack. <laughs> it, was, it was a mess, oh, man. man. That, that's kind of questionable. It was questionable, right? Like, I don't know the statutations on rape in that country, but I could probably get them arrested. You enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. You were laughing the whole time. It was like a coarse person. It, no. it was like that coarse <laughs> dog. <laughs> you did say, no, so, okay. you want to hear the best part about that? So, it was Lavender and Zelos Spoiler. It was his birthday, like, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah something like that. So, like, I walk into his suit and I'm like, Lavender, I got you. He takes money of a Benelli. He takes a Benelli. Loads of bean background points around me because you motherfucker. I'm blasted with that. I just said, not touching my hair. I just walked up. <laughs> we, we, we had some messed up times in Afghanistan. We had some great times, some bad times, but uh, you guys are getting some of the good stories. And so we're going to yeah. kind of lead with that. But um, one of the things I'd like to talk about is camaraderie. Oh, okay. And, um, so a lot of people don't know that when you're in that situation, you're dropped in there for seven months. And there's no coming back unless you're injured, wounded, or alive. Or dead. I'm sorry, I fucked that up. It's dead, wounded, or alive. And that's it. 
And that's like what I want a lot of young kids to know if they do listen to this podcast. Like I said, if your parents aren't <laughs> controlling this, then uh, that's not my Lord fault. Have mercy on your souls. But um, that's the that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is you're dropped off in a foreign country, and the only way you're coming home is wounded, dead, or alive. You have seven months, and they drop you off and say, "Go." There's no pause. Yeah. There's no I want to come home. There's no None of that shit. You are surviving. Survive. Sink or swim. <laughs> Sink or swim. That, 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 that Todd was the best. Absolutely correct. Todd was the absolute best. I, 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 I've that. never seen a warfighter like that. I saw a lot of guys operate, never seen anything close to that. A lot of it's on intuition. And just that ability to boom, boom, boom. I don't know. Okay, so what's your favorite um, outside the wire story of Todd? I, I don't know. It's not even a good story. I just, uh, I saw Todd do something once and it stuck with me. And it was, he was fucking charging the enemy. And I watched him do it. Then I had to follow, obviously, because you always had to follow. <laughs> he was always the first one to go. Like, Fuck this dude. You really make me follow this guy? But he was running at the enemy and you know he didn't want to do it. It was obvious. It's, his body was like turned. It was really interesting. And his mind was just willing his body to run. It was like completely override the body. And I was just like, did that dude really just fucking do that? God damn it. <laughs> it's like, you gotta follow him. I don't know. And he just kept doing it. He just kept fucking doing it. It was remarkable. Well, my my favorite one is the first firefight we ever got in, George. God. And I looked at him and I said, you gotta come with me. And he said, no. <laughs> it didn't make any sense for us he to do said, that. From he the said, practical standpoint, there was no reason for us to do that. He said, zero. And I Zero said, reason in my mind call, I wanted to do that. I'm getting a call from higher ups, and we gotta go. And he goes, no, no, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> but either way, I looked at him, and I got up, and I ran, and he followed me. And in the Marine Corps, they teach you, I'm up, they see me, I'm down. So it's like, as your buddy rushing, it's up, you see me, I'm down. Well, the whole time I can hear him going, I'm up. I see you fucking nicely. <laughs> I see you fucking nicely. Well, so, so, yeah. so, 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 the field that we were running across, they had literally just shot a bunch of machine guns. 200 meters at least. Right at us. So they were like, go across that open field where they're just signing machine gun fire. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why don't we just go to the tree line and walk down there or something like that? You just want us to get fucking shot. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I, I guess you both survived, right? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so... A lot of you know that I'm a quadruple amputee, and this is going to get a Wait, little sensitive. you're a quadruple amputee? No, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, I'm a quadruple amputee, and this was one of my best friends in war. And there's a story that I'm going to tell that kind of touches me to my heart, because we would come back from a firefight, and guess what song we would listen to to make ourselves feel better? I don't know. Bubbly by Kobe Kaye. Really? So, yeah. I, can I tell how that started? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That started when we were drinking. Oh, yeah. And, like, so in the morning, like, you know, like, you're super fucking hungover and you just hate life. And you're, like, debating whether to grab the 45 or not. Like, it's just, you, you just hit it that hard the night before. I would put on Colby Calais and that song would just be like, okay, it starts in that And you feel a little bit better. Like, okay, maybe I'll grab a cup of coffee. You know what it means? Start to think the day over. Okay, okay. And then, so, you get into a firefight and you're fucking jacked up beyond belief. I mean, you're... Nervous system's fully engaged. You need to calm down somehow. So we would split the headphones and we would listen to that song together. Try to just get get grounded a little bit so you're not super intense. But where I was going with that is, uh, after I got hit, 
Um, this man actually sang that to me on the helicopter. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't aware, but he actually sang it to me on the helicopter. Oh, there's a lot of things wow. on that helicopter. And he touched my wiener. <laughs> I didn't touch his wiener. I checked his wiener. He checked his wiener. He, I, did, I asked him. I did, I he did. says I asked him. I don't remember asking him. No, you didn't, you didn't ask me. I just it, it's, it's a known fact, you know. It, I mean, if you have no arms and legs, but if you have your wiener, that's still that's fine. Yeah, like, it's gone. It's, just push me out. That's exactly what it was. No, no, I went to the side, I pulled out his wiener. I said, "Oh, it's still small." Okay, he's good. <laughs> you pull out the magnifying glass. Like, help me out. That's it. Yep. There it is. You're still there. good, buddy. You don't no, have to go out the like bathroom just yet. So he had all these wounds all over him. So we obviously were packing. Them, so yeah, and I stuck. We, I stuck my fingers deep. Now, in. now he always yeah. tells me. You know I had I, my fingers in Oh, I fingered the shit out of you. You were fucking screaming as I fingered you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so horrible. People are going to be like, these guys are sadistic and weird. How else are you supposed to cope with it? Am I supposed to say cry about it now? No. no I'm going to stick like, my fingers deep up in there. Yeah, right now. You spit on them a bit. Obviously, before. Yeah. I mean, they're. they're we, we've been through a lot of shit together, uh, me and George, and I'm glad that I have him on this podcast here with me because you kind of get a taste of, you know, the camaraderie that I was talking about earlier. Like, these guys will always be in my life, and these are guys that probably know more about me than my actual family. And, you know, you spend a lot of time in a foxhole or some kind of stupid shit, and all you do is talk, and you learn about each other, and you learn... You learn who they are and what they become and who they want to be. And then you get out and it's like your whole life turns upside down because the only skills you have are being a fucking goddamn killer. <laughs> and drinking. And drinking. Let's turn on mutual exclusive. <laughs> so like, after that, that, that's where more foundations need to come in and be like, we need to help these guys. Don't take me on a fucking fishing trip. I don't want to fucking fish. Like, teach me things like focus. So I get it. So th that's the point. So like when you're talking about healthcare, that's kind of what you're getting into. Right. It, it, you can't universally. Everybody's so unique and each needs are so individual. I mean, like PTSD looks like 600,000 different things. So how do you treat it with one thing? You need these small foundations right. to pop up. It's, it makes total sense. I mean, VA can't support it. The, the larger foundations, I'm not, I'm not going against them. I'm not saying that they're bad. But what I'm saying is that we need smaller ones that take care of more guys like JCS, mm -hmm. as an individual whole, and say, we're going to take you on for life. And that way, you get the help you need. And then there's programs like Focus, which me and George go through, which we are trying to promote a lot. Because there's programs out there that will change the way you think about war and demilitarize you. Did I say that right? Demilitarize? Yeah, it's just reprogramming enough. It's just a reprogramming. And you need that. Guys need this. You get stuck in the same patterns for years. You do. If you don't rewrite the programs. So enough so. about us. What about you, Kyle? What have you been up today? Oh, today? Man, I just work. That's all. <laughs> I need to work, Kyle. I'm, I'm an electrician. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, I was wiring up a, a building. That's basically my day. Right on. Yeah. I, I live at a institute. I do a lot of electrical work there. Yeah? I work in an electrical engineer. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um... So, I think another shot. Another shot. Is okay. Indeed. Ready to go. Um, then, uh, let's then, do a, a Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no we can't make sense. And we can't believe we're on the Sorry, would you rather? I, I need to apologize for episode three. 
<laughs> because I was fucking completely tanked, people. And I am sorry for that. You can tell by the end of it. What about the children? It was stupid for Martin Montepillier. That's what it was about. I know. Do you want to ask him about the, the... No, he's getting three questions, but he's not taking shots. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. Oh. He'll, get, he'll get what you rather. Mm. I, I, was, I was thinking, um, not would you rather. I, I, I misspoke. I meant, um, was it... Dang. Oh, two truths and a lie? Oh, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. So how well do you know me, George? This is what we're going to find out. I'm going to give you two truths and a lie. And you tell me which one's the lie. So knowing you, I know all three of you will ask, but continue. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> all right. First, we're going to take the shot. Mm. And now it's screwball. Peanut do butter schnapps. Now, now you got me on the spot. No, now I'm making really fast. Peanut butter whiskey. Mmm. Mmm. So smooth. Okay, mm. great. You, you never you never would have known that okay. peanut butter whiskey was good. Two truths and a lie. All right. I've met Tom Hanks, I've met Gary Sinise, and I have met Mark Bolger. Which one, what am I supposed to say? The lie? Which one's the lie? Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's obvious. Well, why is that obvious? Because he knows who I've met. Yeah. Uh, well, then, I mean, I've, I've met both Gary Sinise and uh, Mark Bolger with yeah, him. With him. So, with him. Okay. <laughs> so that was a pretty easy I one. I blacked out and told you about your chicken. And that was an easy one. Is this my mom or is this my mom? No. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's basically what you just said. Yeah. yeah, that was an easy one. He has met both of them with me, so right. that's kind of no. Okay, story. Yeah, I'll see. We're on Mark Bolger's plane. Coming back from New York. Why are you on Mark Bolger's plane? Okay, because Mark Bolger lent me his plane to go run Tunnels Towers. He did it a couple uh, times. Run. He did it a couple yeah. times. He so, let us borrow his plane. That's awesome. Yeah, he flew us on his private plane. Stocked the bar for us. Great guy. Stocked the bar for us. Yeah. But here's the problem. On the way home, we had to stop and pick up Joe Buck, who is an announcer for Fox and all that stuff. Okay. And he does Cardinals and all that stuff. We were out of alcohol by the time <laughs> he got on the plane. And there was one shot left. And he goes... Are you kidding me? I go, I'll share it with you, Joe Buck. He goes, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and was that the last time you ever guys got to ride in that plane? Uh, on Mark Bolger's, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I flew, like I said, he was the one that I was talking about that flew with me in the plane. Oh, yes. Oh, and scaling oh. the jet ski. Oh, he was on my jet he was on my jet ski when I lost my leg. Can I talk about that? Was... Okay. okay. Yes, please do. Okay. Iraq, Afghanistan. Firefights, bombs, you know, whatever. Nothing. The back of a jet ski with that guy, scariest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Okay? Because not only does he not have arms and legs, obviously, but Todd's going to test limits on every machine he's on. So it's like, bro, you're figuring out how to use your limbs, and he's just fucking goosing this thing. And I'm like screaming like a little bitch on the back. Like, stop, stop, slow down. Fucking gooses it, throws both of us off the jet ski, obviously. So we go flying off. His, his water legs go down. No, my leg went, Woo! Yeah, yeah, but it's going down. And I'm trying to push Todd up because he's, you yeah. know, I'm worried he's going to yeah. drown. And he's yelling at me, get my legs to worth it, however much, 20,000. I'm like, no, don't touch. So I drop under, they're gone. They're but, gone. Fucking scary. He was on the back. I was like, this is scarier than Afghanistan. I was like, shut up, it's <laughs> Cut it hard, went flying, lost the leg. My leg went. The guy that actually, the guy that actually let us borrow the jet skis, he was like, he was like, oh my god, 
I almost killed a veteran. He was like, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you survived more and I let you drive my jet ski. And then I almost killed you like oh, you got right. my jet ski. He was like very, very upset about it. <laughs> they brought the, the diving team in. Yeah, they brought the dive team in. and everything. The lights were like, expensive. Dude, they, yeah. they, could, they couldn't even... They couldn't no. Even. It was in the river. Oh, it was in a, yeah, I was yeah. thinking like a bay well, or like in the Ozarks, but it was. Well, oh, it was, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, I'm, I'm thinking ocean. I no, was, it was, it was somewhere, movie. sometimes some guy's gonna catch a leg and he's gonna be like, a really oh, nice oh, leg oh, too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. What did um, you do? You were gonna tell us. You told. You promised to tell a story about uh, wheelchair. Wheelchair in the steps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. We had Matt Cutler on episode three. And I think I heard that story actually. We uh, didn't get to the story, but we were at the gala and um, this explain is what the gala is. The gala is something that JCS does to raise money. It's kind of like a ball. Everybody dresses up. They do auctions, things like that, to raise money for guys in the St. Louis area that you know are injured and, like I said, they take them on for life. So after the gala, we're at the hotel bar. And I'm feeling a little frisky. I'm in my wheelchair. Always. Oh, why not? Yeah, of course. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to take my wheelchair and I'm going to ramp these three fucking steps. <laughs> and they're like, there's no way. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I took off, but I forgot I had my wheelie bars on the back of the fucking wheelchair. So when I went to go pop the wheelie to jump the three steps, the wheelie bar stopped me and I'm like, <laughs> And my limbs went flying everywhere. <laughs> like, my arm flew off, my leg flew off. There was a Starbucks right there, and the Starbucks lady's going, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but that's that. That's the wheelchair story of the steps. Okay, then, I like that. I, I, continue, yeah. No, 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 I was going to tell a funny story. Okay, hold on. No, 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 okay. Every guest I have on, I say, what's your favorite Todd Nicely story? Okay, I got one. Okay, so we're outside the Edward Jones Dome after a Rams game. There's thousands of people around. And, I mean, we're kind of half in the bag. We've been at a Rams game. We're partying. You know, it's, we're, we had fun. And so we're walking. And Todd tries to nut tap in in the middle of the street. Okay? And I, I look and I move out of the way real quick. And as quick this as I can. favorite? Oh, yeah. This is fucking hilarious. I punch him in the balls as quick as I can. And he starts screaming. He falls over. And there's thousands of people Everybody's looking at me. And I'm laughing at him. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? No one's related to the balls. <laughs> but that's your favorite of all? I mean, I'm not getting too into some. Yeah, that's that's an appropriate. All right, story. give me a second favorite. No, no, that's an appropriate. No, one. no, give me a second. Favorite. What do you want? What's a good one? I don't know, man. You got things off the top of my head. Off the top of your head. What about when uh, we were in Woody Johnson's uh, and you're a Patriots fan? Yeah, but that's not funny. <laughs> to me, it is. What? That they lost? Yeah. The, okay, so he's a Patriots <laughs> fan. And we uh, we got to go up to Woody Johnson's suite. I'm a Jets fan. Okay, so the owner of the Jets about is up to a suite. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it was, a, it was dope. Oh. So the, the Jets are playing the Patriots. And I told him, I said, behave yourself. Oh, oh, I, know, I know that picture. I was like, <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> Mike, we're in call the us, owner's suite. Call us I know you're a Patriots fan, but behave yourself. Yeah. And I said, if the if, if the Jets win, you've got to take a picture in my Jets jersey out in front of the stadium. Oh, my God. He was not happy because they won by a field goal. But, but it, was I, a, it was a bullshit loss. Oh, um, and they won. 
Yeah, but there was there was a lot of play. We can go back and review the tape. Where is the Wayne? Where is the Wayne? Yeah. You know what? I gotta actually ask, do we have this picture? I have yeah, this picture. Yeah, it's it's send it to me. I want to post this on Instagram so that people that are listening right now can go and look. You should see his face. His he looks like a grumpy dwarf. He's just like... <laughs> Please. Really? I'll find it. I'll find it. I got it. I know I got it. That was a cool trip. It was a good time, man. Yeah. Like this guy yeah, is one of my best people. friends, and we we've been through a lot together. Like you would not like believe. Um, we've been through addiction together. We've been through war, <laughs> war together, and we're both doing good now in our lives, which makes me extremely happy because we fought addiction, war, and now we're doing great. And that's hard to do. Like, a lot of people don't make it through that type of shit. That's finding some inner peace after being incredibly traumatized. Yeah. And that's not just a war thing. That's a human thing, I guess. Yeah. But it's just more profound and early because of the intense combat. Well, I mean, we went through, like I said, war and addiction. Addiction connected to war. And war and drugs are married. Yeah. Those two go oh, yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody that's been through says grades are clean. Drugs. Nah, yeah, no. No, drugs and war are married. A lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that, but... <laughs> what are you talking about? The yeah. Lance Corporals <laughs> run the Marine Corps, man. Oh, they're, they're the trigger pullers. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're the ones that do all the dirty work. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. How far are we, are we in? We're at what? 29 minutes. I think this is a good place to kind of shut it down. Um, George, do you have anything else you want to talk about, or...? No. Uh, no, I'll promote myself a little bit. I'm... Working with an organization now called Veteran Yoga Project. So any veterans out there who want to start doing yoga, it's accessible to everybody. So all body types, men, women. I just play with nervous systems. I just all do you have a website. How does it say how to be content? Just go to my Facebook, uh, George Gavis or Veteran Yoga Project. I'll be on there if you want to do yoga. And yeah, he's really good at what he does. I've been so, to the program. I went to the Himalayan Institute. I've seen what it does for guys. I can't actually do yoga. I mean, I can, but I, I choose not to. But that's that's my thing. I do a mind body up. But um, he does yoga. Please, he calls it something different. Please go check him out. Um, he's trying to get up off the ground, and this is what this is all about: is getting veterans healthy and getting them in the right state of mind to be better people in this world. So I think we'll end it on that. Uh, actually, you really didn't talk about um, you, the organizations this time. You only went in with JCS. Yeah, you're right. I did. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Semper Fi Fund. It's called Semper Fi Fund, but they also help out Marines and Army and Marine Corps. Why did you guys have mine? No, I had a question. <laughs> I want to interject about Semper Fi Fund. Why? They. Oh yeah, they they actually they, they paid they they paid for us to have a reunion. Not a reunion. So I threw a workshop at the Himalayan Institute, a yoga retreat, and they paid. They put everybody up for the whole weekend, so I reached out to them. They're a great organization. They they yeah. they paid to have, they paid for your units to have reunions. Yeah, so you get old. That's awesome. Yeah, they, so they, they brought all the guys together. They'll get you guys house. back together with it, and so simplify is a very good one. Yeah, okay. and then Focus Marines, obviously. Freaking awesome. JCS Joshua Chamberlain Society, which is ChamberlainSociety.org. And then we also have Stephen Silva Tunnels Towers Foundation, and then the Gary Sinise Foundation, 
which builds houses for wounded veterans. And I think that's all about, oh yeah, and warfighters engage. They build uh, rigs for guys that uh, have been wounded in war and think they can't play video games anymore. I'll tell you what, I play video games all the time. That's how most of this got started. But, of course. I mean, who doesn't? But but hey, guys, we're going to end it on that. And uh, thanks for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Um, If you guys want to get a hold of us, Warfighters Engage. Or, sorry. Warfighters Engage. Yeah. We're not Warfighters Engage. I know we're not. Wild Kyle. You should contact them. Wild Kyle. When is the fuckery in on Instagram, YouTube, and uh, I think Twitter? You, you started them all now? Uh, I started all of them except for the Twitter. So but. when does the fuckery end? Fuckery, F-K-R-Y. You'll find us there. If you have any comments, questions, anything you'd like us to talk about, find us there. Also, like, subscribe, and uh, rate us, please. Yes, please rate us. Fuck your clicker! <laughs>